Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I love discovering and introducing you to faith-based exercise programs where you can move your body in the purposeful presence and in glory to the Lord. Today, we're going to talk about Soul Core, which unites prayer with movement. I discovered Soul Core because several other leaders have been a part of my programs. In fact, we have three members from the Soul Core family as students in the School of Christian Health and Nutrition studying to be Christian health practitioners. So I've gotten to know them and we share this love and passion for integrating health and spirit, mind and body. And they have created a beautiful way to do that through Soul Core. And I'm just really happy um, and honored to be able to share that with you today. And I'm delighted to have their founders here with us. So welcome Deanne Miller and Colleen Scariano to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you so much for having us, Chelsea. We're delighted to be with you. So, it is so glad good to be with you. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Um, why don't we start by each of you just sharing your back background and kind of what led you um, to start Soul Core and and what it is, and um, let's just go there. Sure. Um, I would love to share a little bit about the backstory of how um, Soul Corps, really how we received the inspiration for Soul Corps. Um, I am a, a wife and a mom and um, didn't necessarily have, you know, wasn't looking to start <laughs> a ministry or a company. Um, but really, what the roots of Soul Corps really were planted through my a personal tragedy in my own life. When in a short period of time, I lost my mom unexpectedly. And then just two months later, my dad and my brother died in an accident together. And so, as you can imagine, it was a time of um, deep grief and sorrow for me. And um, and that grief took a toll in every way in my life, mentally, physically, um, spiritually. And so I was kind of, um, you know, just in need of such healing. And so through that time, um, really turned to prayer and my faith and um, particularly the rosary um, became a healing instrument for me. And I began as a busy mom, I began to combine that with my, with running because I was more just trying to fit two things in at once. Um, and I found that to be the, really the most powerful time of prayer for me. Um, and that combination of movement and the rosary became a healing instrument for me. And a friend of mine, I also have a lower back issue, a friend um, encouraged me to, to begin um, adding more core strengthening to my to my exercise and movement routine. And I really went and searched to see if there was something like what I had found in running in the rosary to see if there was the rosary combined with core strengthening. And there wasn't. And then it just really an inspiration from the Holy Spirit just came, this kind of call in my heart from the Lord to, you know, do that, to combine core strengthening and the rosary. And at the time, I didn't know that it would be called Soul Core, but but that was that was the call, and it came in a really grand vision. I kind of saw people all over the world praying together and nourishing body, mind, and soul together, and um, a logo, and just so many things came in that inspiration. And I, and I didn't feel equipped, certainly didn't feel like I had the background to be able to do that. Um, but we know that God can take our little yes, and what He could do with it is so beyond, so far beyond what we can imagine. And I shared that inspiration with Deanne um, and we already shared a friendship together and she was a yes. And then from there, really, that is kind of what led to the founding of Soul Core. Um, and it certainly evolved over, over the years, but what Soul Core is, is it's really um, a new movement that engages the whole person in the sacred experience of the rosary, combining movement and prayer, functional movement, stretching, strength, core strengthening, um, to really help people 
grow in virtue, cultivate interior peace, and to nourish and strengthen body, mind, and soul. That's amazing. Um, and I well know um, all about, you know, God calling you to do something that you feel very <laughs> ill-equipped to do. So I understand that. And yes, he can do amazing things with our with our small yeses and our obedience. And so um, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Deanne? Well, so yeah, I, um, gosh, I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful that Colleen had the inspiration and, um, you know, had the thought to share it with me and that we could collaborate on this together. So really my story, I'm, um, I'm, hundred percent Greek. I'm brought up Greek Orthodox. So the rosary was not something I knew growing up to uh, prayer to pray. I always thought it was just a prayer that Catholics only prayed. I've come to learn that is not the case. The rosary truly is for all Christians. Uh, we like to say it for all Christians who desire to cultivate interior peace and to grow in virtue. And um, so my journey, you know, it, it shows God's incredible goodness and what he'll do just with, again, our little yeses. Um, I had in my teenage years had not honored my body well, as scripture commands us to do to glorify God in our body and um, really became disordered and, and dysfunctional in terms of eating and excessive exercising through a, a period of time in my teens, um, which had not, really nothing to do with the exercise or the eating. But um, what that experience and that season um, ended up being a gift for me because God revealed to me that our bodies are not our own and they are, you know, sacred temples. And so back at, during that time of healing, what he reordered, he reordered what I disordered, but during that time, uh, movement really became a time, a form of prayer um, to, you know, honor this gift of our body. And so having no idea all those years ago and all these years later that Colleen would have this beautiful inspiration to combine prayer and movement and, um, in the past several years, I've gotten various certifications in the uh, Pilates discipline, and that connection of body and soul was just so profound, and interior strengthening. Um, you know, not a vanity, or uh, but really to care for this gift that we've been given, this the miracle of our body, and you know, we like to say how we care for it is is our gift back to God. So, um, the journey has been a long one um, and a beautiful one, and. You know, God, of course, knows all along what his plans are for us and um, just feel very grateful that this is how uh, Colleen and I get to share, um, spend our time and and share it with others. Oh, that's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, since you you brought up the rosary and m some people may not even be familiar with what that is. Do you mind sharing what that is? And then while we're on that, I think like you, many people do um, connect that with Catholicism. So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought it up um, because maybe somebody would think they would need to be Catholic to do the workouts with Soul Core. And so I'm assuming that is not the case. Well, yes, um, Chelsea, thank you so much for, um, you know, inviting us to answer that question, um, because that, that is often a thought that people think of the rosary, just as Deanne did, you know, initially, that that is something that's just for Catholics to pray. But really, the rosary is scripturally based. So it's based in scripture. St. John Paul II says that it's a compendium of the four gospels. So it's sort of like a cliff note, <laughs> cliff notes, of, and it contains all the depths of the gospel messages. So we love that. And um, really, we have so many participants who are, who are non-Catholics, but, but Christians, because if we believe that um, Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, is the Mother of Christ, then the Rosary really is a prayer that we reflect on the life of Jesus, kind of through the lens of a mother's eyes, really. And then some events in the Blessed Mother's life, too, as well. And we do that through what, what's called a mystery mysteries of the rosary and the mystery really are these events from Christ's life and in some cases his mother's life that we reflect on and what's revealed to us through the mysteries is the virtues how and how Christ lived them out in his earthly life and how his mother lived those out and 
really the virtue is what connects the mystery of the rosary to our life today, because we know that we need virtue, particularly to live out our Christian values in life and really to live out whole person wellness. We really need um, to grow in virtue and to be strengthened in virtue. And that's really what um, one of the heart messages of the rosary is about growing slowly and imperceptibly being transformed in heart and mind and growing in virtue and cultivating interior peace. Oh, that that's a wonderful explanation. Cliff's notes. I I like that. <laughs> we all we all need Cliff notes versions of things in our life. Um that's right. well I really um have enjoyed um the classes and I'll kind of talk about, you know, what I observed, but why don't you ex- kind of explain what the classes are like? What is a typical class like? What um, what does it involve? And um, yeah, just kind of take that from there. Are there, you know, is it strength training? Is it um, stretching? You know, what what all do you encompass in your classes? Another great question, Chelsea. So really, first and foremost, Soul Core is prayer. Um, and that and and we will always pray through every Soul Core experience. Um, how each participant chooses to move is personal because, um, you know, it's meant to be time of personal prayer, but we get to come together in community, which we know is so important. Um, the Soul Corps leader will invite you into a variety of movements. And to answer your question, it, it truly is a wide variety. It can be all stretching. It can be strengthening. It can be cardio. We have um, offerings for families and children and pregnancy um, chair, you know, for those who have mobility um, challenges and you know want to want to be able to move their bodies from the chair. So, a typical soul core, like if we're on the mat, a typical soul core. There are a variety of movements that we do invite you to, um, you know, on a regular basis, repeatedly, which would be uh, a push up. And that there's a lot of varieties to a push up. So again, it's not about being able to do a certain number of push ups. Um, it's just engaging your body in the prayer to the best of your ability on that given day. But we'll invite you into a series of movements, including push-ups. Colleen mentioned about core strengthening, just basic um, strengthening of, you know, the core of our body, like Christ at our center, you know, strengthening from the center. And um, we might do like an upper body series for one set of mysteries, um, which would just be, you know, some arm movements. And you can incorporate weights if you want. Um, not necessary. We'll do a lower body series, you know, maybe some lunges or some squats or, you know, different stretches for the lower body. Um, trying to each, for each soul core, engage the whole body at some point throughout the prayers. Um, but it really can be adaptable. There's people always ask, is there a certain fitness level we need to participate? And the answer is no. First of all, it's prayer. Um, and, and everyone's welcome to pray. And also, um, every movement is an invitation and it's mm-hmm. adaptable to whatever is, you know, your body. We always say, honor your body, do what feels right to you. There's never any competition or comparison or judgment. Um, you know, just an opportunity to come together and take care of our bodies and our souls together and encourage one another in that. Well, you you talked about the push up, but you didn't you didn't mention that. I mean, it's the Our Father push ups. I love it. So <laughs> we do the push ups basically um, to the Lord's Prayer, and so you know when we start Our Father, we're doing push ups, y'all. <laughs> I, just, I, I, lo- I love that. I love knowing um, that's coming. It's associated, and um, I just you know feel like stronger as I'm doing the push ups because it is with prayer. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I really appreciated that. Um, and just other things that I enjoy, I noticed, observed, like about your classes, there's lots of having the posture of being open, Mm -hmm. um, of surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, and absolutely there are so many different options for, like you said, strength training, cardio, um, stretching, all of those things. And, uh, you know, one reason I, I wanted to have you on and introduce Soul Core to the audience is that I think a lot of Christians are looking for alternatives um, to yoga, frankly. They don't feel comfortable practicing that. I'm not 
passing judgment one way or the other, but I just, you know, I don't think a lot of people know the association between um, yoga and, um, you know, its roots, which are, you know, not necessarily Christian. And so, um, but, you know, like as I was stretching, just for instance, and in, in coming into the surrender pose with um, hands up, you know, that in yoga, that would be called a, a child's pose. And, and to me, it felt just so much more meaningful to be in that. It just took on a whole new level of meaning for me to think of it as being in surrender and having my hands up in a, in a way that is to be receiving of the Lord. And, and so, um, that, those are the things that I really, um, appreciate about that. And then, you know, the, there are some challenging, (laughs) there's some challenge in there. Don't let anybody be fooled that you will be sore. (laughs) You've done quite a few sets of our feather pushups and um, leg lifts and different things, but you do have a lot of options for people. And I love that you have these, these special workouts for, you know, um, like the Easter season and Advent and you have one for, you know, reflection for mothers, you know, that I think is so lovely. There's um, one, a blessing over the body. And I just think, you know, for somebody that needs to kind of reground themselves or in the fact that our bodies are a miracle, a gift, um, the purpose of our body is to love and serve. I think something like that really helps you get out of your head about, you know, losing weight and dieting and all of these things and just kind of coming back to that gentle place of um, really understanding, you know, what, why our bodies are here, what, what we're doing with them um, and just kind of redirecting that. Um, And then there was also one, um, the morning offering at sunrise, which one of your leaders, it was just a a seven minute, um, you know, little session. It was outside as the sun was rising, which I think everybody knows I'm a little obsessed (laughs) with with sunlight (laughs) and, um, getting sun in that morning, that morning sunlight in your eyes is so powerful for, you know, setting hormones and, um, your circadian rhythm, doing so many wonderful things for your body. So that combination for me, I was like, Oh, I love this. (laughs) I want to do this, um, this one outside. So, um, so I love that. Did, are there any other, you know, ones that come, come to your mind, different, maybe special, um, sessions or classes that you have that I'm, I'm not thinking about? Well, first of all, Chelsea, thank you so much just for your testimony and, and what you've experienced, because that is, you know, just always, always, we are so always so grateful to hear that, how God is working, you know, through, through the ministry and, and bearing fruit in others' lives. Um, and particularly, I was, you know, just really um, touched by your um, description of the surrender position, which, you know, we do that specifically, we, we change that so that it's not child's pose, that it becomes our becomes a different movement of surrender. And that, again, how you describe the opening of the palms up as a symbol of surrendering our whole selves to God, but also to receive, you know, all the graces and everything that he wants to bless us with through prayer and movement. Um, but some of the, the, some of the other ones that you you mentioned several that we have and, and, and the, our category and library is gr- are growing bigger. So sometimes I, I don't even know if we, we do a good job of describing everything, but just in particular, I'm thinking right now, especially as we're recording this in the season of Lent, um, we have stations of the cross, which is a really beautiful offering to pray the stations of the cross with your whole body engaged. You know, we know that God wants the interior, our interior disposition of prayer. He wants the external expression of the body to be associated with that. And when we combine both the body and our soul and our mind in prayer, we really give him the highest form of praise that we can, engaging the whole person in that offering. And so particularly just with the stations of the cross to kind of enter in reflecting and praying um, on his passion and death with our body, mind, and soul. It really takes immersing ourselves into a deeper level in the station of the cross. I love that. I didn't, I didn't find that one yet. And so I'm going to have to go find that one because I, I love doing the stations of the cross. We do that, um, the Friday before, um, Easter. And, um, I, I love that, you know, I think people are often looking for a way to, acknowledge and honor these different seasons. And we think about maybe doing 
a Bible study um, or reading something. And I, I think this just adds a whole new level and way to do that. Like you said, to do it with your entire body. I think that's so beautiful. And um, one thing, Deanne, that you said in one of the um, the workout videos, you said movement seals knowledge. And that struck me because it's, it's so true. It's, you know, as, as you're moving, it's just the prayer, the words are sinking in deeper. Um, that's what it does for me, you know, and it, it does kind of seal it in your brain, make you more thoughtful about it. You're really, you're focused on it. I think a lot of us are maybe distracted readers or, um, you know, sometimes when we're reading something, we're just kind of we're doing it, I hate to say this, but just to kind of check it off a list. Okay, I did my Bible study this morning, you know, I, I read it. And without always really letting, um, kind of meditating on it and letting it sink in. And I think that the movement combined with it, there's just, it's full focus. It's like you said, it's full focus in spirit, mind, and body. And so it really does kind of penetrate you deeper. And I think it's um, a beautiful way for that to do that. And then you, well, I I like to do these in the morning. So for me, it's just very helpful. Then I take it through my day, you know, I take it in my day because it's, it's like, it's in, you know, ingrated into my body. I I know how to describe it. That sounds weird, but do you know what I mean? (laughs) No, that that is actually beautifully said. And, and as far as like the movement, you know, sealing knowledge, you know, that's, um, there's a, there's a better scientific description of that, but that's our, um, sort of, you know, uh, cliff note again, um, version, but the reality is, is that it, it is hard. And, and, you know, Colleen shared in, in the inspiration when she started writing and praying the rosary, it was such a deeper time of reflection. Um, she was, you know, praying silently because she was running. And so that the, the, the words, the, the prayers really, um, they did, they penetrated more deeply and it's hard to be distracted towards other things. You might have a thought of, oh, the grocery list or, you know, but you come right back to the prayer, you know, and when combined with the movement, it's just, it, there is just a greater intentionality there. And then, you know, we're learning whatever we're meditating on is what we're learning, you know, through that movement. And so specifically with soul core, when we're praying, we're meditating on, you know, really the summary of the gospels of Christ's life, um, and those virtues, then, then that's what we're learning. You know, that's, and that's what we want to be learning <laughs> so that we can, like you said, Chelsea, especially if we start our day in, in that manner, then we take it through our day. You know, we're, we're paying attention to living more virtuously. We're t- paying attention to uniting our sufferings with Jesus' sufferings. Um, you know, we talked about different seasons, like right now, the sorrowful mysteries. Um, they really focus on all the sorrows of Jesus, so the agony in the garden, the carrying of the cross, the, um, you know, the scourging at the pillar the crowning with thorns, um, of course, uh, the crucifixion. So when we meditate on those, um, we unite our sufferings more fully in body and in you know spirit. And we become, we are slowly and imperceptibly transformed more fully into the image and likeness of Christ um, through his teachings and through meditating and moving through these prayers. I just like to add too there, like one thing, you know, we've mentioned cult about cultivating interior peace. Um, cause this is another really, and we find have, it was one of the most beautiful fruits of praying specifically the rosary and of course, then adding that movement as well. But the rosary for those who don't know, you know, you, you obviously there are, as you said, Chelsea, our father's in there, but then there's also a prayer called the hail Mary, if you're not familiar with that. And we say it, 10 times in a row, which sometimes people could be like, wow, you're saying that <laughs> that prayer seems very repetitive. And, um, but there's such intentionality in that. And that as we say the Hail Mary and we repeat that several times, which we'll find this in other practices, there's a natural slowing of our breathing and a natural slowing of the heart rate as well. So even in the rhythmic nature of the rosary and the flow of the rosary, it's putting us into this more relaxed state, slowing the breath naturally, slowing the the, um, the heart rate down. So that even in its rhythm, the prayer of the rosary has such a peace to it. And then, of course, we're reflecting on the life of Christ, who is our Prince of Peace. So just in, in the reflection on that, 
um, we really bring that peace into our day, you know, and hopefully, and if you're doing it in the morning, then you carry that, that carries with you throughout the day or no matter what time you're doing it, if it's in the evening, you know, that's a, it's a great way to kind of let go the stress of the day and allow that peace to come, come, you know, into, into your mind, into your body and into your heart. I'll add, I'm just going to tag on that, but we could talk about this for like 25 years, Chelsea, but (laughs) throw it all out there. I love it. But I love recently the research, um, a a study came out, it was talking about, um, you know, well-being and it literally said that the rosary, um, in in fact, specifically the Hail Mary, the prayer that Colleen just referred to, um, it is the most um, calming to the vagus nerve when we pray that Hail Mary. It just calm the 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 rhythm of that just calm as Colleen was just mentioning just calms the body and I thought well isn't that amazing um, insight and we know that we've experienced that but we didn't know the science behind it but it, there is you know the research finds that the vagus nerve is most calm when praying the Hail Marys and um, here's the beautiful thing too if you don't know those prayers the, in Soul Core the leader. Uh, invites all the participants to be silent throughout. You don't have to know any of the prayers. The leader will guide you through each of the prayers, and there's built-in times of silence for everybody. Um, But it's also an invitation for all to come and just receive God's Word, meditate on His life, you know, through the different mysteries, um, the virtues, you know, we, we, we offer reflections on the virtues in Scripture. And so even without knowing the prayers, you're, you're invited into this meditative state, um, led by the leader again, and, and, and you can just enter more fully into that, into that peace and into, um, you know, just the, again, the, the, the word of God and the virtues. Yeah. And I, I love that. The, just so everyone in the audience knows, in case they're not familiar with the vagus nerve, it's, it's the, um, it's this in, this long line of nerves from basically your your brain to your gut. It's the main nerves of your parasympathetic, parasympathetic, your relaxed part of your nervous system, which for so many of us who are constantly stuck in fight or flight or the sympathetic um, sympathetic mode, um, this is so valuable. This is what leads us to the peace, like you were saying. And it is so hard for people to come into that parasympathetic mode because we just operate, operate and stress all the time. And so it's, it's pretty amazing that we can put ourselves into more of a parasympathetic state while we are moving our body. That's a beautiful um, combination to be able to achieve. And then, you know, again, like we were saying, like taking that peace with you, um, into the day. Um, there's just so much accomplished. I love efficiency. And so I just love everything that can be accomplished <laughs> during, during this time of working um, out. It's fantastic. We, we are all, yeah, we're all about simplicity. And, and even as we began, you know, sharing the, the cliff note version, like, you know, let's keep this as simple as possible. And um, so we hope SoulCore helps people do that for sure. And the reality is we're meditating on the Prince of Peace. You know, Jesus, he's the Prince of Peace. And so um, there, there's really no way around not experiencing, uh, when you're med- meditating on his life, um, you know, to experience that peace too. So it's, it's kind of coming at you at all, at, at, in, in all, in, in all cylinders. <laughs> yep. And you build some muscle in the process. I mean, what is not to love? I mean, right? <laughs> um, can y'all speak to kind of the more of the logistics? Um, if somebody's like, okay, I want to do a soul core class, where I mean, where does somebody start to do that? You know what, um, Chelsea, our website is really a great resource to to sort of an entry point um, to Soul Core, which is just soulcore.com. And there's so there's many resources on there. Um, people can also get a visual of um, you know some classes of Soul Core. We have a free trial for our online studio membership that people can um, go ahead and sign up for that, and then have access to our, our library of classes and to really see if this is something that they're, they're they are going to feel nudged to. Um, to participate in that on a more long-term basis. We have, um, you know, those who are feeling maybe a little nudge beyond just maybe a participant in Soul Core, but, but feeling even a call to potentially become a leader, we have it under the, a tab in there, get involved. Um, they can learn more about becoming a leader for Soul Core and what that journey looks like and what that entails. Um, and we offer discovery retreats. 
um, both virtually and, and in different locations around the country for people to, just as it sounds, to discover more about soul core, to discover more about the beauty of the rosary and also the intimate connection of body and soul and how integrating prayer and movement um, can just really help really is just such a catalyst for our entire whole person wellness. Um, so those are definitely, you know, some ways to get involved. We have over 200 um, leaders across the country that lead live classes in local communities throughout the country. And we're even now in, um, I think adding, we just added our sixth country that we have a live leader in um, for Soul Core. So um, you can also find a class through our website, which you can see if there's a leader that's in your in your local community. And if not, of course, we have all those online resources and also a shop that if people just want to try like an individual class. There's digital downloads or even DVDs if that's something people are interested in. So that's a great, a really a great resource, um, uh, an entry point into, into Silcore and learning more. Okay. That, yeah, that's great. So somebody could, um, I think you're, you have a trial for two weeks that somebody could try for free and you can, um, you could really pack in a lot of classes and see if, if it's leading you to do more and it's very, very reasonably priced. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's most definitely worth checking out. So that's incredible that you have leaders, um, across the world. Um, what does it involve to become a, a leader? Because I, I, you know, I'm just always think. I mean, this is like, this would is just so incredible. I mean, yes, you could teach it to your community, but to how I think every single church should have <laughs> some kind of um, nutritionist, Christian health practitioner, and um, somebody that teaches some kind of movement um, class. I think that would be so, amen to that. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, that, I think it. that is so yeah. what is missing yeah. from the church. Every church across the board um, is this piece of it that the physical, um, the physical piece, of course, you know, we, we always integrate it all, but um, man, you know, I'm always saying like, we got to keep our team healthy. You know, we got to keep God's people healthy so that we can be in the world doing all the things that we are called to do, to live into our purpose, to um, say yes, even when it's scary, (laughs) when God's calling us to do those things. Um, But also, you know, like I always say, feel well, serve well. And I think we need to have a home base in that in the church. It's what's so desperately missing. And it's just another reason I honor, um, you know, people like you that are doing, doing this work and, and trying to make that happen, you know, and we're just doing the best we can. But anyway, to become a leader. Yeah, well, go ahead. We we couldn't agree with that more, Chelsea. And we always say, you know, a term that we use is we always, that soul port was really about becoming a fit instrument for Christ, you know, really so we can live our vocations to the fullest possible. And that's going to look different for everybody, you know, what, what they're called to. Um, and so as Deanne said, it's not, it's never about vanity. It's never about that, but it's really about becoming that fit instrument. And of course, you know, uh, people, people that are uh, working in our churches need that, you know, even more to be healthy so that they can serve in, in all the capacities that they are. And there are some churches that are starting wellness and health ministries, and they're kind of really on the front front lines of doing that. And we, we've been, you know, so grateful to be able to partner with some of those, but I, we couldn't agree more with you that that needs to be, you know, you know, kind of spreading like wildfire across all the churches throughout the U S and really the world. Absolutely. So what goes into becoming a soul core leader? Is there a, what kind of, what's the training involve? So the first step, and again, this is on the website and in, in the, I'm getting involved. The first step is to just submit an application and, um, and then, as Colleen mentioned, we host what we call discovery retreats, um, you know, met throughout the year, it, virtual and regionally. And they're exactly that, is to discover more about Soul Core. Is this, you know, for your personal prayer life, but also is this something that um, you feel called to then, you know, bring to your community and share with others? Um, the retreat is... Um, whether it's virtual or in person, it's about a day and a half um, that we really break down. Um, with, there's a spiritual element, of course, and, and uh, you know the physical element. And then following that, let's say day and a half, we take you through a 10-week continued formation and discernment um, period. And that's all done online. And that really is... It's, a, it's meant to be a time of not only formation in the soul core ministry, um, but even in your own life and a, and a time of transformation, um, drawing closer to Jesus through that time. 
um, growing in virtue, all those things. And, and then after that, then there's just, you know, a, um, a protocol, if you will, um, should you discern to become a leader, then the, the final step would be to, um, we could, you come back together with Colleen and I, you lead a little mini soul core offering. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we basically we say that that's the end of formation, but it's truly the beginning of formation because our our leader community, you know, we, we are very connected and we stay together and we continue. We're never we never stop formation. We never God ne- He never leaves us alone and just leaves us where we are. So, um, but that's the process. The application is the first step, and that's an online application through our website under the Become a Leader. And then you would attend a discovery retreat. We take you through the formation period of that ten weeks. Um, and then you have more time after that to discern if, if leadership is what you're being called to. Um, but that's the formal process. Does somebody have to be at a certain fitness level or have a a fitness background to apply? Not at all. That is such a great question. And we provide, we have a soul core physical certification program that we provide to guide in, in the fitness. So we have many. Um, leaders who did not have a fitness background, um, and then you know men, many that do, but it is not required. We guide that process for you. Oh, that's perfect. And there's I not just... a fitness level either. Just okay. so you know, for for anybody, whether leader or participant, there's never there's no fitness level. You don't have to be able to do ten push-ups or you know uh, five lunges. It's never about that. It's really wherever you are. Um, and, and, and one of the virtues, you know, tied to, uh, the crucifixion is the virtue of perseverance. So it's persevering in that being strengthened, um, from within. And so there's not a test in that way ever on the fitness level. You know, there's built in times of rest intentionally in every soul core class, um, because we want people to make sure that they're honoring their body and our life isn't, it's a, it's a rhythm of effort and surrender. And so we bring that into the classes and as a leader, um, you know, as we tell all the participants, please honor your body, rest is needed. That holds true for the leader as well. Hmm. And, and really on that too, I was going to say, Chelsea, just that, you know, because, you know, and that works so well, because we obviously, as we've said before, that the movements can be adjusted to any fitness capability. So if, if you know, if there's a leader has a more limited physical capability, then the classes that the movements they'll be offering will be maybe more geared to other participants who have, you know, who, who may have that. So it's really a beautiful honoring of one person's gifts and sharing those with another. So, um, yeah, we love that question. <laughs> Good. I just know there's always there are people always looking for ways to to serve in this manner, to be in the health space, um, who may not have a, a formal training, come into it with a formal training. And so I always love to share these opportunities because, um, y- you know, you can make such a difference in your community, in your church by bringing something um, like this, you know, and to, again, just we need we need our we need physical and we need these health practitioners all over planted all in all the churches just to really help bring the level of health of Christians. Um, well, and everybody, but, um, raise it up, you know, so that we're as a body, um, we're healthier. I would say, you know, the individual body has to be healthy and then that makes the, the entire body, um, more healthy as well. So I love that. That's fantastic. I want to add, it, yeah. If I can, Chelsea, I, I want to add too. So obviously the physical side is, is an important, you know, if, whether people feel equipped for that or not. And, and hopefully we just answered that. Um, but even the prayers of the rosary, you know, we had one leader who she really didn't even know the rosary prior to coming to our retreat. She, you know, um, and and certainly, you know, for, for me, when I was first praying the rosary, I certainly didn't know it, you know, by heart. Um, that's not anything to inhibit somebody either because we teach you, Again, we, you know, our hope is that we're teaching um, all the elements, including praying the rosary. Um, and so we would we would hope that that wouldn't hinder somebody from wanting to learn um, those prayers as well and the physical, you know, the physical component. Okay, that's good to know, because, yeah, I think that could be intimidating for somebody if they were not um, familiar, familiar with that. Um, yeah. since we're kind it's of certainly fun. helpful, obviously, to know, you know, but, sure. 
but you can certainly learn that. Mm-hmm. While we're kind of um, on this topic, um, I've got to ask you, Deanne is one of our students at the school, so I, I want to hear how it's, how are you doing, Deanne? Are you hanging in there? <laughs> How's it going? And Colleen's I... daughter is also um, one of our students at the school. Um, so I'd love to hear what you, how it's going for you and how it's meeting the expectations of what you thought it, what it might be and what it is and all that good stuff. Oh gosh, Chelsea, it is, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can articulate how incredible it is truly uh, on every level on, on what we're learning, the way that you have, um, you know, set up each of the modules and what you're teaching us and gosh, your and Carly's intentionality and wisdom and knowledge is, <laughs> is off the charts. What I love it, there is a lot of information, but you, you present it in such a way that mm-hmm. uh, it's so digestible, like for lack of a better term, it is, it's so digestible and I'm always wanting to, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself always wanting to learn more. I can't wait to hear what you have to say next and, and to teach us. Um, and there's such a gentle approach. Um, and, uh, I, the, and, and it's, it's life changing. It truly is w- what we're learning for our personal lives and then, you know, God willing, be able to share and, and help others. It really is. It's it's obviously all biblically biblically based. I love you know your even your Genesis prescription. You know the um, you know everything rooted in Christ and 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 our relation to creation, as you often say. Um, I I I'm like giddy about being in a, being a student. <laughs> I, I think it's always important to be a student, and I love being your student. <laughs> Oh, I love you. Very that. fruitful. Deanna, How's I love Emma it. doing? I, I, I would just, I would just add, yeah, about Emma. Well, I know you said Deanna, that there's such a gentle approach, but I would say it's such a joyful approach. I feel like Very even much. that, you know, for Emma, my daughter is, um, you know, in her early twenties, and I think she's just so, so attracted to both you and Carly, just for the, your your true authentic joy that's exuded in your and your zeal for for your mission and sharing the knowledge that you have with others, and really that with that purpose of raising you know, wellness in each person that you encounter and, and ultimately the body of Christ. Um, but she is absolutely loving it. And I, you know, Dean and I always say we've learned so much along this journey of soul core and, and this opportunity in, in the school with you all is another great opportunity for, for Dean to go deeper as well. But we always are like, Oh, I wish I would have known this when I was younger. So I feel, I feel like particularly for my daughter, just the knowledge that she's gaining at a young age that will just help her in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, it's just kind of amazing. And I know for her, I just see so much excitement and passion. So I'm, I'm excited to, to I, I know it's, it's a journey, um, but um, I'm excited to see, you know, how God will use this in her life and, and also use this in Soulcore too. Oh, I'm, thank you. I didn't mean to like open that up as like a fishing for compliments or anything like that. I appreciate your, <laughs> no. I appreciate oh, no. your kind <laughs> words. I really want no, to No, those sugar. are, those are just authentic. Yeah. Authentic responses. Mm-hmm. So very much so. hanging in there because we're throwing a lot <laughs> a lot at you so I'm glad to hear um I know it's just it is for me it's just it is joyful to engage in the learning but in in the in the spirit mind um and the body and so I, I love all of this that's why I just I love your program I love all of this it just comes together all so beautifully um and so you know, that's, um, again, just very grateful for the work that you are doing um, as well. Um, I wanted to, because um, I pulled this quote um, from, this is kind of switching gears, but this is one of the, the quotes that I found on your website. Um, you said, because this is just going back to time. This is, like I said, switching gears. I don't know what made me think of this, but I feel like so many of us are are looking for um, you know, time and to do movement. I think that's a challenge for so many of us. And so let me see where this is. On your website, you say, SoulCore intentionally invites us to slow down, savor a holy hour, immersed in sacred scripture and virtue, engaging our bodies in an exercise of adoration and worship. The time we give to this discipline strengthens our whole person, body, mind, and soul. When you give God an hour of your time disciplining yourself in this sacred prayerful discipline of soul core, he will always keep his promise to bless your obedience and the fruits are plentiful and abundant. And you said, um, St. Francis de 
um, is it Salas? St. Francis de Salas went to sales. The sales. Every one of us needs half an hour of prayer a day, except when we're busy. Then we need an hour. <laughs> I, I love that quote. <laughs> I love that. So, but I, I did want to say a lot of the classes are an hour, but a lot of them, like I said, the seven minute um, sunrise session, that was seven minutes. And so you, mm-hmm. and there was a strength training one I did is 34 minutes. So you have different um, times, uh, you know, um, lengths available. And then they, of course, if you have the online access, you can do it at any time, which is just really wonderful. Um, anything you want to add to that, the accessibility, the convenience, the time, um, of course, it makes our time more fruitful when we spend it that way, um, or, or, or just anything to encourage somebody that um, is maybe just, you know, struggling to to move. I feel I feel like that's such a, it is such a barrier for people who are kind of starting, um, starting from the couch, I want to say, you know, like, we're doing right. nothing. Um, so any words of encouragement or wisdom for those people? Well, I think just this kind of a gentle encouragement is that really it's the, it takes courage to do that first thing, to just begin. And as you said, Soulcore has many options as far as time and also capability. You know, both such gentle movements for those who are kind of in a beginning point and maybe a physical journey. And then we have more advanced for those who are, you know, further along on that, on that physical journey. But really just, you know, Soulcore, we've talked about many times, we've mentioned throughout this interview about the growth in virtue that comes from. Um, the prayers, the rosary, and also the discipline of, of coming and giving that time to prayer and to movement. And so it really just takes, you know, one of the things is moral courage is, is a virtue that's that's one of the fruits of the, of, of the virtues tied to the, the rosary. And that's really what it takes, just a little courage to just begin. Um, and, and, you know, Dean and I can attest to you so many times, sometimes we've given even our reluctant yes, or our, you know, it's more of a maybe than a yes. And just what God can do that. So even if someone's reluctant, just like we, our prayers would that they would have that moral courage to just give a little yes, even if it's slightly, you know, reluctant and what God will do that, how he will bless them both physically, spiritually, and mentally, um, really will, will be amazing. And I would just add to that too, about you know, how we approach movement, what, what's our kind of, what's our thought process? What's our lens? And then when we approach this with the disposition of wanting to care for, you know, this, as you said earlier, Chelsea, this gift, you know, this, um, this sacred gift, this miracle of our body, you know, uh, not for, not for our sake, but truly for God's sake. Um, there's a greater sustaining, um, element that happens there. We want to do it more for him. You know, when we do anything for something greater than ourselves, there's more sustenance there. And so that invitation to allow this really to be such time of prayer um, and engaging our whole person in the prayer, you know, through movement and, um, and, and doing what we were made to do. You know, we were, we were created to move, uh, created in God's image. And, um, and, and that movement can look obviously very different for um, everybody on any given day. So I think the lens of what, how we, what, what we define and what, how we feel about exercise or movement, um, when, we, when we let God be our reason and wanting to be, um, reflect him in our bodies, uh, we're, we're more likely to have that courage that Colleen talked about to begin and be obedient in that discipline. It is indeed, it is a discipline. Um, and there is a level of obedience. Yes. To think about, we are called to steward our bodies, um, because they are a gift. And so I do, you know, just encourage, even if it's just walking around the block, you know, if that's where you're getting started. Um, but, um, moving, you know, uh, into different ways to move your body. I think strength training is absolutely really important. Um, and you can build those arms up with your Our Father um, push-ups. <laughs> I love it. Well, before we go, ladies, I have to ans- ask you the answer, uh, anchor questions. So let's start with you, Colleen. Um, what is your anchor meal and your anchor verse? Mm. My anchor meal. Well, I am an absolute foodie, <laughs> so that is a, that is a difficult question to to just share one. But I would say probably my anchor meal 
is I, I'm taking it down to protein. Every morning I eat an egg. And, and it, you know, I prepare that a lot of different ways um, in the morning, but I really love to start my day kind of with, with my egg, with my protein. Um, and so I would say that's probably my anchor meal. I'm going to say um, breakfast often I'll I do like a little, I love anything kind of with a little Mexican flair to it. So I might do a little black beans, a little avocado, um, you know, a little tomato on there. But but that would be my anchor meal, I would say. And then my anchor verse um, Again, it's so hard for me to pick just one. I, I have a commitment commitment problems, <laughs> commitment <laughs> issues. So picking just one, but I, I'm going to go with really that one of my. It was really my mom's life verse, which is Romans eight twenty eight, which is that God works all things together for good for those who love Him, and. Um, it's just a verse that's filled with so much hope. And I have come back to it over and over again in my life when both in times of trial and both in times of, of joy, just of how God is working in our lives. And he can take even our greatest sufferings, our greatest challenges, and even our sin, and that God can work good good in that when we surrender it to him. So I have to say that, that following my mom's footsteps, I'm going to go through Romans 8, 28. I love that. And I love having an, an egg is a wonderful anchor meal. I think <laughs> I would say if, um, nutritionally speaking, if I was to get stranded on a, a desert island and I can only bring one food with me, I would take an egg to sustain. <laughs> I think I'm right there with you. <laughs> and I love breakfast for dinner as well. So I'm, I'm all about that. The egg. So good. Okay. How about you, Deanne? Oh, I love that so much. So I guess I would say my anchor meal is more related, not as much to the meal as to the um, experience of, you know, the family tradition. Uh, again, I mentioned that I'm um, Greek Orthodox. And so my mom makes a special dish called kapama. It's, it's um, Greek chicken and spaghetti. And it's just sort of a, an all family fave. And really the memories that come around all the times that she's made that and that we've been together create makes that an anchor meal for me. Um, it's delicious on top of the fact that it is, um, uh, you know, the, the family gathering uh, element of it is makes it an anchor for me. And um, as far as an anchor verse, I have always loved, well, John 1010, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. One of our sons is born on October 10th. So 1010, so that, <laughs> that's a fitting one too. But um I also love Philippians 2, uh, chapters 3 through 5. Do nothing out of vain conceit or selfish ambition. Always look to the needs of the other. Um, you know, that's that's Christ. He, he never does anything out of, um, you know, vain conceit or selfishness. And so if we can learn to always look to the needs of the others and uh, in humility, um, that's that's always a goal, something I strive for. Mm, that's beautiful. That meal sounds... Amazing. And I, I love that <laughs> you brought it up that way. It's that association with it's, you know, with love and family. And that is such a an important, strong um, tie. It makes me think I'm, I wonder what my kids will like, what would be I need to ask them? Like, what is your anchor meal that was going to anchor you to our family? You know, I mean, I think that's what it can do is when you have those meals that you do with have your family or you have them um, often um, those kind of same meals. We definitely have some of those, but also taking the time to sit and eat as a family, which again, going back to time is, um, is challenging these days for a lot of families, um, you know, as is it to find time to exercise. But these are the things that are so nourishing, not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally for ourselves and for the people in our lives. So I, I love that you, um, yeah, I love that. My mom always has a saying, yeah, my mom has a saying, Chelsea, or I don't think she came up with it, but that time and money have no value until you spend them. And so how we spend our time, you know, if you think we have 1,440 minutes in every day, all of us, we all have the same amount of time and really being intentional with how we're spending that time. And then that's where the value is, you know, um, we're going to spend the time one way or another, and we we might as well spend it in the most optimal way that God is calling us to, um, you know, each and every minute. And you actually, Chelsea, do that. You are a witness to that in, gosh, remarkable ways, um, you know, and, and thank you for that, uh, for teaching us really to to be better intentional with our time and, um, and making the most of, it, of the time. Oh, girl, I try. It's so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always look pretty, but I'm yeah. trying. But I've been having a lot of come to Jesus moments um, recently regarding time just because um, 
kind of busier than I've ever been in a, in a really wonderful way, but it is making me be, um, I'm not going to call myself a time ninja, but that's what I'm looking toward being. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm having to be very intentional about my time to, um, to, you know, really do the most important things. And, um, it's not always easy. Some, you know, sometimes you just have to let something fall off the plate. You just do. I mean, there, you just absolutely do. And it's okay. And I think, I know for me, it's hard to give myself grace in that area. Um, and so that, and I think that's probably true for a lot of people. So we're just, I mean, I think that's part of the process is just learning grace, learning that intention with time, but it's, it's always a process for sure. That's right, Chelsea. And you know, and there, and so often you're having to say no to good things to really good yes. things, you know, and I think, I think that's what makes it really difficult when it's, you know, you're saying no to, to the good and, and even important things sometimes for a season or for, you know, for a moment that those that we have to, to have to pause and, and say no to those. But I think time is one of the most challenging things for people to order well. Um, but again, offering that to the Lord and just asking him, help me order my days. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and Dean always talks about a line from, from the Catholic mass, which says, order our days in your peace. It's, it's sort of a prayer to the Lord, order our days in your peace. But we think we can say that in, in any way, Lord, order our days in your time, you know, and just trusting that he will allow us to, um, you know, send the Holy Spirit to give us the, the grace to choose what needs to be done this day, this week, you know, this month, whatever it will be, because it is a constant challenge in our culture that we live in today, um, time, but offering it to God and letting, letting him order our time, I think is, is the, is the best answer <laughs> to that. I also think too, somebody shared with us the acronym for busy, you know, cause we are, we're all right. Our days, we're so busy. We're so busy. And someone shared the acronym busy is buried under Satan's yoke. And I thought, mm. oh my goodness, we don't want to be busy. That's not. <laughs> so then what came through was um, full, functioning under the Lord's love. So our days are very full. And the only way we function is under his love. <laughs> um, you know, and so even just the language that we choose to use, you know, when we're talking about what our days are like, um, I've, I've switched to, uh, you know, the days are full. Um, and, and sometimes that's the literally the only way we're getting through them is because it's, you know, a true functioning always under the Lord's love as opposed to the icky acronym of busy. <laughs> I'm gonna and it's, that. it sounds gentler too. Like it's mm -hmm. a, full sounds way more doable than busy, you know? It, absolutely. I love that. I'm, <laughs> I'm for sure going to um, commandeer that and use it. Um, also when we, you know, when we do look to the Lord to help order our time, then the time that we spend is more fruitful, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we don't even want to pause to ask God to, or maybe we're scared to hear what, how God is going to order. Our time. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. <laughs> but I think that that's it. Surrendering our time. Sometimes that's a little scary. <laughs> right. Right. But don't Carly. you find, don't you, don't you also find that when we do give him our time, he expands the time, you know? So it, our days are expanded in, in the, most beautiful ways when we give him our time. I, you know, only he can do that. I don't know how he does it, but it does seem to happen. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so true. So true. Oh, ladies, I've loved our discussion, our conversation so much. Um, everybody can go to soulcore.com to find you correct. And I would encourage you, um, I'm going to go find the stations of the cross, especially, you know, we are, we're getting close to Holy week. Um, and that would be, if somebody is looking for a way to honor that, um, um, you know, spirit, mind, and body, this would be, that would be an incredible way to do it. So if, you know, if somebody wanted to try out, this would be a good time, a little trial time to going right up until Easter and maybe, um, trying some of the workouts I think would be a great way to do it. Anything else you want to add before we, before we close? I would, I would just say just one last thing is that also and you they, uh, people can find us on social media at soul core project on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and so, um, we are, we're currently during, during the season of Lent, we're offering, um, on Instagram each morning at 7am, um, we offer them a decade of the rosary, a decade of soul core, um, prayed, you know, in body and soul. And so, um, people are welcome to join that, you know, if they want, so we'll still be doing that for the next couple of weeks, um, up until, you know, leading through Holy week. So that's another way, kind of easy way to get a little trial soul core. And those are live. 
and they're recorded as well. So if you, if you can't make the 7 a.m. time frame, they can touch base there. So lots of different ways to pray, and especially in this this holy season. Absolutely. Well, perfect. Well, thank you both so much for being here. It has been um, such a joy. Um, and thank you again for the work that you're doing in the world. It's very important. And um, and I certainly appreciate it. And um, I'm excited for others to discover more about Soul Corps. Well, thank you for all the work you're doing and for just inviting us on and to be able to share this with, with your listeners. It's such Absolutely. a blessing. Absolutely. Thank you, Chelsea. Yes, thank you. And thank all of you for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.